Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Movie Dudes. I'm Alec. And I'm Phil. And today, we're going to be talking about Andrei Tarkovsky's uh, Solaris. Hell yeah. Uh, this, is a, this is a very uh, well-known film in the... You know, the in the Russian catalog of movies, it was it was very big. It even got a remake, uh, which I have not seen. Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, I guess we'll just jump into uh, discussing it. Yeah, I guess so. So, yeah. So a, a quick or a quick synopsis of the movie. There's not honestly much more than like other movies of this one's like length which this movie's long it's yeah about two hours and 45 minutes uh unlike most movies that are like solaris in terms of length there's not really a whole lot that happens if that makes yeah. any sense yeah I mean, so yeah, i mean the, the main thing is the, the movie is quite like slow so it's yes just, there's a lot of shots so. of just like people not re- really doing much so i guess that explains it <laughs> yeah go ahead Okay, so we begin with uh, a, uh, a psychologist named uh, Chris Kelvin who uh, meets up with his father and an old colleague uh, of his father's um, to discuss his uh, upcoming uh, journey to, um, to a space station uh, orbiting a nearby planet, Solaris. Uh, and they, he's being sent there to evaluate whether or not he thinks that the, uh, you know, the the studying of Solaris should even continue because the remaining scientists on board of on board the space station have begun to um, report strange happenings like uh, hallucinations and have you know drastically gone down with their findings over the years, so. He spends his last day with his uh with his dad and uh the uh the colleague of his a retired pilot named Burton uh reviewing an old recording of uh Burton explaining his experience of being on a, a you know an expedition on Solaris where he flew around and saw a hallucination of a uh, four meter tall child which he later found out to be the child of. Uh, another pilot who passed away. So these hallucinations were dismissed by the panel of scientists, but now that you know the the remaining crew of the Solaris station have started to experience hallucinations, people are starting to kind of think back on it. Upon arriving at the station, uh, he finds that none of the three remaining uh, scientists, Doctor Doctor Gabarian. Uh, uh, Snout and uh, Doctor Sartorius mm-hmm. um, are there to greet him. So like no one's there; it's all empty. Um, he finds the space station is in like a great state of disarray. Like there's just stuff everywhere. Panels are missing off the wall. There's wires sparking, uh, and he learns. Uh, from the first scientist he finds, Dr. Snout, that Dr. Gabarian has, uh, has killed himself. Um, and while looking for Dr. Sartorius, Kevin, uh, Kelvin also catches uh, 
like glimpses of other people on board of the ship, which, you know, he doesn't, he's not, he doesn't think that there is anybody else on the ship and the, and Dr. Snout, you know, explicitly told him that him, Snout and Sartorius are the only people on the ship. Despite that, he starts seeing glimpses of people. Uh, he also finds that Gabarian left him a uh, like a cryptic farewell message, warning him about the station. Um, after meeting up with Sartarius and having a pretty weird talk with him, uh, Chris goes back to or Chris Chris finds a room and goes to sleep. Um, and when he wakes up, he finds his wife Hari. Uh, who had passed away 10 years earlier, sitting uh, in his room. Uh, she, he doesn't really know how she got there, and so he is pretty terrified and, you know, not thinking uh, anything, like, in terms of wanting her to stay, he puts her in a... In a uh, <laughs> he puts her in, like, a little pod and launches her into outer space. Um... Upon confronting Snout about this, he explains that uh, visitors or guests have begun appearing after the scientists started conducting uh, radiation experiments on the planet uh, by shooting x-rays at it. Uh, that evening, uh, Ahari reappears. This time, you know, he's like, all right, fine. Uh, she's like, he's like, you can stay. Um... And then, you know, I'm trying to think of, like, where else it goes from this point. But uh, Chris, like, uh, like Chris leaves the room for a moment in the morning. Uh, and Hari kind of panics and busts open the door, injuring herself. But before Chris can, you know, you know give her first aid on her, on her arm injuries, they just start to spontaneously heal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two other scientists explained that Solaris created Hari from his memories of her. Uh, the Hari among them is not human, but it thinks and feels as if she were. Sartorius theorizes that the guests are composed of uh, neutrino systems rather than actual atoms, but it might still be possible to destroy them through the use of the device known as the Annihilator, since Sartorius kind of believes that these visitors the guests are kind of immortal in a way because of their rapid healing abilities so later snout proposes uh that beaming kelvin's uh brainwave patterns through x-rays to solaris might might help it help the what they what they're theorizing to be you know the ocean as one giant consciousness to understand them and stop uh you know, bringing them guests. But um, in time, the the second Hari becomes more, I guess, human and independent uh, and learns from Sartorius that the original Hari had committed, had committed suicide. Um, later that day, they all gather for a birthday party for Snout, which kind of evolves into a whole, like, 15-minute-long philosophical argument between all of them. Mm. Uh, during which uh, Sartorius reminds Hari that, you know, she's not real, uh, which causes her to attempt suicide later that night, only to 
really painfully resurrect after remembering, obviously, that she is physically immortal. Hmm. So <laughs> it's it's honestly a really painful scene to watch. Yeah. And I didn't even remember it happened until I rewatched the movie. I'm like, oh my god. Hmm. Um, but after she's back, uh, Snout begins to tell uh, Kelvin that after, or, you know, Chris, after after they, you know, shot his beams of uh, brainwaves down to the, the surface of the planet, the ocean has begun to swirl faster. Uh, that night, Chris, you know, apparently uh, catches a fever and goes to sleep. Uh, and, while, and when he wakes up, uh, Hari is gone. And Snout reveals to him that, uh, that uh, Hari went to... Uh, Sartorius and asked him to annihilate her using, or using the annihilator, uh, so that she wouldn't come back and uh, disturb Chris anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now Snout kind of reveals to Chris that since they did broadcast his brainwaves into the Solaris, the visitors have stopped appearing, and islands have started uh, appearing on the planet's surface. And Chris kind of debates whether or not he should return to Earth or remain with Solaris, even though there's not really any good place for him to be, I guess. Um, But now we get to the last couple minutes where it appears that he's back on Earth with his uh, family home um, in which he, you know, he finds his father and, and, you know, like like hugs him. Uh, And then we start to kind of we kind of start to pull back from this scene until we realize that they are not on earth, but are in fact on an island created by Chris's memories uh, on the surface, on the surface of Solaris's ocean. So that is the, uh, is the story of Solaris. Yep. <laughs> it's one, but, one uh, hell of an ending. Yeah. Whew, yeah. I, <laughs> I saw this movie for the first time uh, when I bought it for Criterion, it was one of my blind buys during last year's sale. Um, and the first time I watched it was just very crazy. Cause like, I just, I didn't expect it to be what it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would say the first time I experienced it, this time I understood it. Like I kind of, I kind of get it now. First right. time kind of went over my head a little bit yeah but uh i would like to know i would like to know what you thought since this was your first time watching yeah it was my first time not only my first time watching solaris but my first time watching any tarkovsky movie which um Mm. for uh for the past few months tarkovsky's been a director that i've been you know very curious to get into especially stalker which i've heard so much so much good stuff about but it's also a director that i've been scared to to go into because i've heard that it's like you know, he makes very slow movie and he's not the type of director that anyone can enjoy. And I'm not the type of yeah. person who usually loves slow movies. I prefer fast paced mm-hmm. movies. So I thought, you know, chances are I might not like it, but that would be a shame because, you know, I he's considered as one of the best directors ever. So it would be a shame. To, uh, mm. Anyway, so I went into <laughs> I went into Solaris being kind of scared hoping crossing my fingers that i would like it 
So I watched it yesterday. Started the four, the, the the I watched it like in uh, three uh, in three times. The first two two ones were uh, um, forty five minutes, and then I watched the rest in uh, one go. And uh, I um mm-hmm. I watched it uh, the first time I watched it. I watched it completely uh, uninterrupted. Uh, all the way through, Damn. which is a very, very crazy experience. But this time <laughs> sure I did uh, split it up, right? Yeah, which I, I split it up until uh, the reason I split it up this time actually was I was watching it earlier today, and I got through about forty-five minutes, or at least until he gets to the uh, space station. And then I yeah. pause it. I'm like, I gotta go to sleep or take a nap or something because I was falling asleep. <laughs> um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But then I watched the rest of it in one go. Once I woke well, up. Yeah, that's the thing. is So my, my first viewing, I watched the first 45 minutes. And that's just... The first 45 minutes of Sol- Solaris is the time he spends in on Earth before going to the space station. Uh, and I literally pressed pause right before he got the, to the space station. And I kind of stopped <laughs> the, uh, those 45 minutes thinking like, Oh, no, I don't think I like it. I th- I thought it was pretty boring. There was one thing in, pr- in particular that I thought of was there's a a scene a, a sequence of um th- his father's colleague I don't remember uh, Burton who was just dri- yes. driving through a city uh, on a highway and there's literally five minutes <laughs> of just it him is, driving. It is yeah. It is five uninterrupted minutes. Just. Of him yeah. driving, no dialogues. It, it is no dialogues, no, no music, dialogue. just that. And like, I'll be, I, I skipped <laughs> through it. I watched like two minutes. I was like, oh, f- fuck this. I'm gonna skip through it. And I kind of thought like, <laughs> yeah, it's slow, but it also feels kind of useless. That was my kind of my takeaway from that. It is. I I think it's the one scene in the movie yeah. that just doesn't work. Like I don't I don't mm. understand why it's there. Yeah, <laughs> even even for that long, it just no. It does. It does. It doesn't make sense at all. Especially since like we barely even mention him after that scene. Yeah. Um. And so I was like, oh no, I don't think I'm gonna like it. And then I watched uh the rest once he gets to the space station and there's the whole thing where he you know he sees uh his uh, his wife and there's the whole mystery about that. And then I was like, oh, never mind. This is good. Yeah. And yeah, once it mm-hmm. once it really like kicks oh, in yeah. with like his wife appearing, that's when that's when it gets to a whole nother level. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's I I think I wrote that in my notes. Uh yeah, I, I wrote it took me almost an hour, but I think I'm finally into it. <laughs> it's and yeah, so I had like I I, I want to say a really good time, but I'm not sure that it's really the good way to put it because it's not really like the the you know it's not really a film that you have like that that much fun watching but it was it was really 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 good i loved it yeah it the best way i describe i could describe it is it just kind of hits different at a certain point like once (laughs) once you're once you're in that like once you're in that mood Mm -hmm. of like being there watching it experiencing you're just kind of like Oh, this is something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure, yeah. Because with, with it, that's the best way I can describe Tarkovsky to anyone who does not know his stuff is that his movies are long, dense, 
just full of information, but they also, they take their time and they do not spoon feed you anything. Mm-hmm. But it makes you, it makes me feel like no other movie yeah. ever has. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something really special. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know if you just want to go into, like, our notes that we've uh, written about it. Um, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. All right, well, so I wrote quite a lot of stuff for for that. Uh, I'm not sure if everything I've written is really, like, that much, like, interesting, but we'll see. Um, I get it. So the the first thing I, uh, I wrote the is the, the first sequence of the movie is just Chris walking uh just taking a walk near near his house and the way that it that it's shot and the the way it, it all comes together i i saw and i it, i thought it was all almost funny just how much like i imagine a cliche tarkovsky movie to be uh <laughs> it, it was like so close to to what i imagined in my head because um, you know nothing really happens in that moment it's just like him walking um, and yeah I thought that was just, just pretty funny um, hold on let me just look at uh... there's oh yeah one of my one of my notes that I guess fits into that is uh, I I love like these weird otherworldly landscape shots that Tarkovsky mm-hmm. gets throughout the movie. Like the, the, every time that there's a shot of the, uh, Solaris ocean, yeah, it just like, mm-hmm. obviously, obviously he filmed it on earth because there's no way that he could have, you know, either created something with a, you know, a computer like we can do nowadays or, you know, actually be in space but there those scenes where we see Solaris's ocean it really does feel like otherworldly and i think that's really impressive yeah. for a movie mm-hmm. that's as old as solaris is yeah. um something that i noticed i think it's kind of funny is just how you know the film is very long and very slow um but it kind of like I think the movie went a lot faster than I thought it would. And I noticed that a lot with, like, long movies, uh, especially other movies like Seven Samurai, that kind of stuff. Because um, at some point, I was looking at the time, and I was, like, 30 minutes in, and I thought it was, uh, you know, it had been a lot less than that. Just because, like, not that yeah. much stuff it, happened. Like, it, puts you, it puts you in a trance. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In no, in no way, it kind of does. Yeah. Um... <laughs> There's something that I didn't expect from that movie that I really that made it a lot more enjoy. No, n- not enjoyable. That they made it more fascinating. I'd say is there's there's something very disturbing about this movie. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of unsettling yeah, and at a lot of points. The, the the I think my favorite shot of the entire movie is there's. A scene very early on when when he gets on the the spaceship right right after he goes to to his room to kind of like you know put put his stuff there, he decides to go to the the room of the um the the, the guy who killed himself I forgot his name, 
Um, uh, Gavarian. Yeah. And he goes to his room and he notices that he he left a message for for him once he was once he got to the the space station, and um, at some point he uh, hears someone going going to the door, um, and he sees that the, the door is slowly opening, so he rushes to the door to to shut it down, and then he turns around and there's a, a shot of the 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 room's window that looks into the void of space and it just zooms until you just see like black. And there's like this big, I think there's all this big like boom sound, this big bassy sound. And I was like, oh shit, shit, what the fuck is that? What hell, what's going on? Um, and, you know, there's, there is definitely something very scary about like the void of space. So that definitely added to the, how disturbing this shot was. I didn't, I really didn't expect something like that in that movie. Um, right. <laughs> and, you know, there's there's something, especially um, when in the first scenes where you see Harry, it's like when you don't quite understand what's going on and what she is. It's it's kind of like, you know, there's something about the the mystery of of her, and just like you know, it's they say it's a hallucination. Yet when she breaks the door, like the door is actually broken and stays broken. Uh, yeah, so that was. Uh, honestly, it's definitely yeah. it's definitely more it's definitely more of like a manifestation than any kind of hallucination because mm-hmm. it's there. Yeah, and so are all the other you know quote unquote guests that we see throughout the movie, which is not much. Yeah, mainly in the yeah. beginning when he when he gets there. Yeah, I mean the the thing that surprised me was when he. Uh, introduce his wife to to the other guys in the space station and i like they they can see her that that kind of like you know that that definitely surprised me because i i imagine like they say hallucination so i imagined you know just something that he could he only could see but you know then everyone else could see her talk to her and she she could come up to them and ask ask them questions so that i thought that was very very interesting yeah. <laughs> um mm-hmm. There was I guess the only other th- note I wrote in terms of just like the movie this time around was I I thought a lot more about what I felt like the movie was trying to say um mm-hmm. because it seems to me like it's definitely Definitely trying to ask the question of, like, what it means to be human more than anything. Because mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of talk about, like, you know, you know that's not the original Hari. And then, you know, when she, when she tries to kill herself and comes back to life, she keeps saying, like, you know, I'm not the, I'm not the real one. And he was like, the other, he was like, he was like, the one that was real is dead. So you are the real one. And it's like, what is, yeah. what is there? It, it makes me, it makes me, it's, it's existential. That's a good word for this. It definitely movie. is, it's yeah. Existential. Because I have no idea how to react to the idea of like, oh, what makes me real? Because that's an existential crisis right there. But, yeah. But that's, that's and... the type of movie that, or that's the type of story that this movie is trying to, I guess, get across or the type of idea at least. Yeah, and it's also like, 
Um, that to some extent that might be a stretch, but there's also definitely some right. some message about the mourning process and like what it is to oh, that too for you know, sure letting go of someone who's died because it's like there is this thing this kind of like debate that you could have that like if you're in this situation what would be the good thing to do between um accepting the fact that she's not the real one and decide to annihilate her because it would just bring back uh sad and dark memories or stay in denial uh and act as if she was like she, you know, she was just the, the real Harry who had never died and just tried to live, you know, as if you were still a married couple. There, mm -hmm. There is something very, it's, it's something pretty deep about that that I think is pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. There's, I'm trying to think about where my train of thought was going with, um, with mm -hmm. Harry. Because there's, there's something else I noticed, but I Oh God, I can't remember. <laughs> I'll I'll come back to it if it if it pops up again. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> sorry. Um, there is also something interesting about the fact that um, the main character is not just like some some random guy who gets into like his, his past. He's you know a psychologist who sees all this weird stuff but kind of like i don't i don't know there there is some psychologically something very interesting about that and for my i know it reminds me of another movie we talked about but i don't remember which one so that's pretty annoying um <laughs> fuck but yeah, no, the, the I don't really have I don't really know how how to explain it, but the fact that you know it's uh he's a psychologist and he's that that's something that I noticed is he's there to kind of like I, I don't know to kind of examine the the situation and I feel like he doesn't really do much with that he just kind of no, like once, lives there once Hari once Hari shows up he he's like completely derailed from anything yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it's, it's like, then he just goes back to Earth, and you kind of feel like, what did he do exactly? There. So okay, I I I realize I remember my train of thought. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. A a point to bring up with I guess the mourning process that makes his situation with Hari much different from other types of you know, husband-wife mourning situations, is mm -hmm. that he wasn't exactly good to Mari, or uh, Hari on Earth. Yeah. Because it's revealed that he was extremely distant, mm -hmm. especially during, uh, you know, the scene. At, I, I I believe it's, you know, it near the middle of the movie where they're talking about uh, him and, you know, uh, Solaris Mari are talking, or Hari are talking about you know the whole turn the whole like like why'd she why'd she kill herself or like what happened between you two and he talks about that and i guess there's mm. a sort of difference in his mind of maybe now that i have a second chance with her i can really love her the way i was supposed to but obviously she realizes that's not a good thing and you know, takes care of the situation before 
can get any more hurtful. Mm-hmm. And it's that's crazy stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. No, this this movie is really good. Uh, the the whole the whole every messages in the those movies are like really in this movie are really well told. Um, and so for the rest of my notes, I guess what the last big thing I want to talk about is like the end of the movie, which yes, really, really took me by surprise. Um, because you know, it can't, sort of early on, you notice that there's something wrong because like he he looks into the window of the of the house and you can see the like it's raining outside and inside but the that his father in in the house really isn't doing anything uh about yeah. that and then there's just this shot of them just looking at each other and then it zooms out and you see that they're on solaris and i was like what excuse it, it's me wild. it's, it's yeah. wild it's <laughs> i i didn't think that like tarkovsky would make plot twists i did not see that nope, coming <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I didn't see I didn't really, ha- really have the time to look at um, analysis videos on uh, Solaris and uh, you know I'm sure there's a bunch of videos like Solaris ending explained uh, there actually isn't much most of the videos oh, well, that I have found on on Solaris are more about the I guess the, the, the more about the themes of the movie really than about what actually happens because basically everything yeah. everything that everything that i said during my summary because i i remember that was another big thing i was thinking about I was like how am i going to summarize this movie so i really yeah i really tried hard this time to kind of nail down what this movie was about so mm-hmm. most of what i said in my summary is pretty beat for beat what happens and what it's supposed to mean uh but i guess where you can get into analysis is, is like what is it what do you, what does that mean then? Like, are they on they're on Solaris, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I really wonder what's the the I guess the meaning of that ending. Why decide to to, to make him stay? I'm guessing the, I'd say probably the easy thing is that like you know his experience on and what he experienced on Solaris is something that like probably would uh stay with him and almost eat him. Like for the rest of his life, he says like, if I go back, I'd probably uh, find some new hobbies or some, uh, meet some new acquaintances. But I would never be able to completely get into them. Uh, yeah. So I, it's, I, I guess it's another probably, thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's another thing he says where he's like, uh, you know, you know, yeah, yeah. Like if I go back to Earth after a while, things will. Things will probably go back to normal, but I'll never be able to think about anything the same. And so I think that's probably yeah. part of the decision of him staying in Solaris. Yeah, it's like, you know, he. It's, it's, I think it's more of a metaphorical ending that he didn't actually go to like go to solaris on an island and Ooh. stay there forever probably just is like metaphorically Ooh. his head always stayed on solaris i think i just thought of that randomly I but i like that i think it makes I a lot like that i think it makes a lot of sense it uh, works no that yeah. works that might not be it that might not be it but that works 
Yeah, I don't care. I like that. I don't care. That's my that's my solution to this. That's my answer. Hey, you can have a. You, he's yeah. like, I, I mean, you could have a you could have a head cannon. That movie is yeah nearly fifty years old. You're it's fine. gonna be fifty this year. Happy birthday! Is it actually? Oh my god! It's wait, seventy seventy two. Yeah, came out. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! It came out. It came out February fifth. It's gonna be fifty in three days as of recording this. Dude. Dude, all right. I know we're supposed to upload episodes on Friday. Could you upload that one on Saturday, just like so yeah. it can? So because th- oh my god, dude, that's awesome. That is such oh a crazy coincidence. <laughs> that's that's fucking. So if you're insane. watching this episode right, if you're watching this episode right now on the day that it's released, just know that Solaris turns fifty years old right now. Yeah, that is insane. Happy that's birthday, insane. Solaris. That's fucking cool. Happy birthday, Solaris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that might be that might be like a first and only for the podcast that we ever like accidentally do something like that. Oh that's my amazing. god, that's that's what are the oh my fucking god. chances, man? <laughs> the, the, it, I don't want to know. I don't want to know what the chances are because that's, that's so <laughs> Well, that's just wonderful. <laughs> oh wow. Oh, that's that's fantastic. All Amazing. right. <laughs> well, all right. Um. So yeah, so that was the, the last thing that I had the 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 last big thing that I had written in my notes. But I've got a few like smaller thing. One that I noticed is I kind of feel like this might be the um, like the kind of like the uh, Russian uh, two thousand one in a way. Cause it's a it's it's a long move a long slow movie about space made in the like 60s, 70s. Uh, it's 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 really funny that you say that mm-hmm. because uh, actually this is this is true. The mm-hmm. two get compared a lot, but uh, it's for a bit of a reason. When this movie came out uh, in most uh, international you know countries that it played in, other than the Soviet Union. Uh, mm-hmm. The major selling point f- was that uh, on the poster, I think it said Russia's an- answer to 2001 or something like oh, that. Oh my god! I remember I, w- I watched yeah. a video where a guy was talking about how he was, you know, in the 70s he was like 12 and he went to go see it, hmm. which is just, you know, th- it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't imagine watching this movie at 12 years old, but <laughs> no, I wouldn't imagine either. But imagine, yeah. Imagine seeing this in the theater when it when it came out. Imagine if oh, a movie man. like this came out now. How weird would that be? Well, I mean, uh, what's his name? The guy who made uh, The Green Knight, I feel, is someone who's like the only one that I can really think of today that makes very slow movies. There's a scene in... I haven't seen that it. That works, yeah. I haven't seen the movie, but... I know there's a scene in Ghost Story, that, which was his previous movie, where I don't remember the actress's name, but she just, like, sits down and eats a pie without... It's just one shot of her eating a pie for four minutes. <laughs> there's no dialogues, no cut or anything. It's just that, just silence of her eating a pie. And that feels... I think I did hear about that. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people were talking about that because they're like, what the fuck is that? But in a way, it's, it's kind of... It kind of makes me think of Tarkovsky, just like you know. We talked earlier. Bit, yeah. We talked earlier about the scene of the of uh, Burton driving down the road for five minutes with nothing happening. It's kind of like the same vibe. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, there's, um, yeah, like in, in Green Knight, I, some of that comes back, but it's like, it's much more like, um, it's much more like Chris's walk in the beginning where like, uh, oh God, I'm forgetting names, but you know, the main character of the Green Knight walks yeah. around or like a, a big portion of the movie obviously is his journey. Uh, so a lot of it is just walking around with not much dialogue, but the difference here is that it looks like a storybook. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I really got to um, watch Green Knight. It's pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can I can definitely see how uh, it w- it could relate to Tarkovsky's method of, you know, directing a story. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I I think that's pretty much all I had to say. A lot of stuff that I wrote were just that's like repetition all... of uh, what I what I said. <laughs> that's about uh, that's about all I had to say as well. Yeah. Um. But I yeah. So I guess we could probably get into uh, some of the movies we've seen recently, unless you have a big uh, a big thing to talk about. I don't have anything to talk about in general because I literally did not watch anything this week. Really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Solaris. I get that. I get that. Dude, Solaris Last is the week, only, the only thing I watched was Chunking yeah. Express. Yeah. It is, yeah. <laughs> Solaris is the only movie that I saw since Chunking Express. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So what? What did you watch? Well, uh, one second. Okay. So. The first movie that I watched uh, since Chung King was uh, I watched the new uh, the new Disney film Encanto. Mm, uh, what did you think? And I th- I think it's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, a lot of the a lot of the a lot of the music isn't great, but that's probably because I'm not the most avid fan of Lin Manuel Miranda. I like Hamilton, mm. but that's about it. I still haven't yeah, seen Tick Tick Boom. You um, should. The song. The song that's blowing up right now from Encanto, though, the one that's, like, number one yeah. on the U.S. charts or whatever is uh, We Don't Talk About Bruno, which is a great song. But that's, like, probably yeah. the only great song from the movie. All right. Well, it's um, the only one I've heard, and I really like it. It's great. Yeah, it's a great track. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe maybe it's just me. I don't know. But I, I just remember it I... Could be. I, I thought a lot of it, I guess, to, to, to describe it, like, why I didn't really like it as much as you know maybe soul or something like that uh i guess it was probably because like it just didn't it didn't feel like much happened because like you get like an hour of uh of build up and then everything everything conflict wise happens in like maybe five minutes and then then the end happens (laughs) so it's kind of it's a it's a little it's a it's a little jarring (laughs) <laughs> and it didn't feel like a lot of the characters' decisions made a whole lot of sense. Um, yeah. But I think the performances were done well, especially um, uh, John Leguizamo as uh, mm-hmm. as Bruno. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I think I think it's a decent movie. Like it doesn't it doesn't do anything like it doesn't do anything to make me think it's bad or anything. But it doesn't make doesn't do a whole lot for me either. But that's maybe because I just. And not and not the kind of audience typically for Disney movies. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. But well, the other, mm-hmm. oh yeah, what were you gonna say? Well, I, uh, so I haven't seen Encanto, but I'm a pretty 
I, I guess you could say I'm a pretty big fan of Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, what I'll say is I really like him, especially when he's not uh, performing. I don't want to be mean, but like I, I saw a lot of memes about like, oh, you just know he he really wanted to be Bruno. And it's like, t t to me, Lin-Manuel Miranda is a great songwriter, but he's not the best like singer or anything. But when it comes to just he's writing not. music. I get, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's good. This... I thought he was... I thought he was good in Hamilton, well, but most of that is probably yeah. because it's rapping, not singing. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, when it comes to singing, he's like, he's not bad, but he's not, you know, he's not Broadway good. That's what I get I'll it. Like, the, I, I get it. Yeah. In Broadway, his success <laughs> is more because of how good he is at writing than performing. But still, you know, right. big, big fan of his stuff, big fan of Moana. He made the, the music for that. The music was fucking fantastic, in my, in my opinion. You made the music for Moana? Yeah, he did. That is, he's, that is surprising. That's a good soundtrack from what I yeah, remember. Yeah, he's the guy who made The Rock sing. So that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty, it's a pretty good claim to fame. I'm I'm good with yeah. that. I'd probably put that in my Twitter bio Twitter bio if I was him. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but the, uh, the other uh, full movie I saw was, uh, was Nightmare Alley, the new Guillermo del Toro uh, movie. Ooh. Um, All right. But there, there's a there's a there's a caveat to this. I uh -huh. saw a screening of the movie uh, in black and white that they dubbed uh, "Visions in Darkness and Light." Um, so I've still not seen what the color version looks like. But I didn't even know that was a damn thing. if it. That's so. That's but, so cool. It is really cool, but damn if it works really well with black and white. Like it almost makes me think like. Well, what does the color version look like? Because if, if it looks this good as it is right now, it's like, what does that even look like? So, because, like, there's so many... There's so many scenes where the black and white quality almost gives it, like, an otherworldly feeling. It's like, it feels like a... In a lot of places, it feels like a, like a classic, like, noir-type movie. And it's really, really good. Um, hmm. I don't think it's amazing or anything. There's a lot of, like... It's it's really long. It's like two and a half hours, um, and I don't think it needed to be that long per se. But I mean, it's it's a good ride. I think it's a good movie. Uh, and I would probably yeah. I, I've heard it's coming out. Uh, let me look this up to make sure I'm not like mm -hmm. you know telling a lie here. Uh, but I'm pretty sure uh, very soon in America it's coming out on HBO Max. Uh, I'm not sure about yeah. uh, other places in the world, but I'm assuming. Some other places will get the, you know, uh, we'll get just the versions of it. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's already streaming. Okay. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, I have to look at that. So, uh, if you're in the U S nightmare alley is out right now on HBO max. Yeah. Um, but it was good. Um, mm -hmm. and the, uh, the last thing I watched, uh, which is a thing I watched for class uh, was a short film called uh, If Anything Happens, I Love You, uh, which was directed by Will McCormick and uh, Michael uh, Govier, I think is how you say his name. Uh, it was released a couple years ago uh, onto Netflix, and it's uh, no dialogue animated uh, short about uh, mm. dealing with uh, the loss of a child. And it's some good stuff. It's, it's heavy, hmm. but it's good stuff. But that's kind yeah. of all that I watched, really. <laughs> Which I need to, yeah. I need to get back on that because I've been, mm -hmm. you know, obviously, 
obviously school started back up and everything. Um, I've been looking looking for a job, which will take up time. I've been streaming uh, more recently, especially um, today and tonight and tomorrow as we're as we're recording this because uh, I don't know I don't know if it's hitting Canada or anything or Quebec, uh, but right now <laughs> in northern Ohio where I live, we are uh, going to get hit with possibly one of the biggest winter storms uh, of the last decade. Hmm. Um, I don't know about like and, right. Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna hit us soon, but like right now, it's really like it's so for February. It's pretty warm right now, so I don't know. It was yeah, it was like fifty yesterday over here, and I'm like, oh no, that either means that I'm like, I'm like either it's a positive yeah. thing that means the snow's gonna start melting, or it's gonna get much worse. Uh, and apparently, yeah. it is snowing like crazy uh, where my parents live. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, and it doesn't, doesn't look like anything's happening right now because I just looked out of my window, but, uh, I guess, uh, I guess we'll see. So yeah. I'll be doing a lot of streaming or I guess I would have done a lot of streaming once this episode comes out. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's, that's mainly what I've been up to. <laughs> All right. Um, what? Yeah. So hold on. Let- yeah. What did I do this week that is worth talking about on the podcast? There is some, oh, there, I, I got to complain about something real quick. Just got, got to get it out. Go, go right. Um, I wanted to talk about that last week, but I completely forgot. So I've mentioned a lot uh, before that I one one of my one of the things I really want to that I really want to do this year is get to a thousand movies on Letterboxd, and mm-hmm. you know I. I'm definitely going to get there this year. That's very, very easily doable. But the thing is, that's pretty annoying is, so, um, I was at like 800 and was that, I think I was at around 890 movies. And then one day I wake up, I open spot of, uh, letterbox and I notice that I'm at 875. Yeah. So I lost like, 15 movies from my my uh watch list and box went on a purge recently oh they did is that is that a thing that actually happened um yeah no it's it's pretty um i i heard some talk about it on the subreddit but um they went on the purge of a lot of uh i guess a lot of tv shows some comedy specials mm-hmm. i think got caught uh some trying to think of other things a lot of short films got uh got mm-hmm. removed like like YouTuber short films, uh, like my short film is not on there anymore. <laughs> it was for a long time, but uh, I I guess either them or uh, Movie Database, which is the uh, you know database that they pull their movies from. I guess they must have removed it because it's just you know didn't have enough uh, didn't have enough watches. Uh, but yeah, oh, the, I I do right. remember vaguely hearing that you know, a, a decently sized purge happened. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I think they might've deleted some. Oh no, never mind. I thought they, they might've deleted some doctor who episodes, but they're still there. Hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. They gotta be something like that. Yeah. It definitely have yeah. a lot of stuff that like, aren't really movies. Like I got some TV <laughs> shows, TV show episodes, some whole TV shows, got some, I've got some YouTube videos. Like I've got all the ASDF movies. 
I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember because I remember there was some YouTube video thing I had on there. Hold up. It's. Oh, it's still there. It's a uh, Frederick Frederick Knudsen's uh, Down the Rabbit Hole series mm-hmm. on YouTube, which is a, by the way, if you haven't seen it, fantastic series of documentaries. Uh, but wait, it's on yeah, it's, it's on like, Letterboxd. Yeah, it is. Weird. Uh, most of them, I think, like the Deep Blue episode, like Temple OS, a lot of the a lot of the long ones. Huh. Um, but anyway. Uh yeah no I have a lot of a lot of anime uh as well mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's a big thing and yeah. I remember I did see recently Letterboxd uh came out and said that uh they've been looking into because they they allow obviously they allow like one season like short run anime onto their uh onto their platform mm-hmm. just like anime that ran for one season one season only uh they allow that on there but they've been yeah. They've been kind of looking into getting maybe more than that, maybe more than just one run shows or like yeah. mini series. They, they're thinking. I, I remember that I saw that they were considering that uh, adding TV shows, which would be interesting. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty interesting. Honestly, I think it would. <laughs> honestly, I think it could be really cool to like make Letterbox not only no, just could. about movies but TV shows in general. I think it would add a lot of like cool stuff there's a lot of tv shows that, that I'd like to log just to, just to add some numbers to my list but <laughs> <laughs> and i could finally yeah. I, I could finally get an app that i wish that uh that i that i wish my anime list was like because i like oh yeah the, the my the my anime list app but it doesn't have many features and i just wish oh, yeah. it was more yeah. like letterboxd <laughs> yeah it's like letterboxd is like my email is but for movies and like 10 times better it's true the, also, lot, the one thing i do modern the too. one thing i do oh yeah much more modern mm-hmm. the thing i like about my anime list though is that you can like i guess specify the amount of episodes you watched which is kind of cool it mm-hmm. helps me keep track of like the bigger shows that i've been watching like dragon ball like i'm able to just be like i don't even know what episode i was on 38 okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah, um, mm-hmm. that'd be fun, I think. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of other interesting things uh, to mention that would be good for the podcast. Um, I had a fun idea recently, uh, and I don't yeah. know if we want to hold off on this until like the 20th episode, but I think it might be kind of cool to maybe rank all the movies that we've talked about. Ah. Oh. Like up right. to a certain uh, up to like whatever part we're at or maybe we could mm-hmm. like yeah like we could do that like maybe every 10 episodes or something or maybe not i don't know uh <laughs> yeah like make a like make a tier list we could or, do a tier uh, list <laughs> tier list would be cool. or i guess just a, a ranking ranking was my original idea but tier list is cool too i like that yeah well ranking might be more difficult so i think that would be better to do because like, I agree. <laughs> yeah, and it's there's a lot of movies that would be in S and A, not a lot of movies in F. Uh, yeah, well, no, see, that's that's the thing is that it's gonna be like all relative, so it's like yeah, I don't know, F tier, F tier might be like a five out of ten movie, because I, I yeah. really think that the I really think the only movie that we've talked about that I don't think is a good movie is Spider Man Three. 
It's like yeah. the only one. And even then and even then it's not like atrocious or anything. Yeah, I mean I don't even think Spider Man three is a is a bad movie, so <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, no, and definitely is the, the the horror movie we've talked about, but uh, yeah, no, ranking would be a better idea. Yeah, we could we could try to do that maybe next episode. That sounds like a good plan. I'll, yeah. I'll put together a list. <laughs> hmm. Uh, well, I've never I've never made that public, but like I've been just on my own. I've been on my account. I made a list of every movie dudes episode. Uh, just oh, I did the, I did I, I did the same. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, just kind of, I, I just kind of did it when I was bored one day. I was like, that'd be fun. Just kind of keep that yeah. up for a bit. Yeah. I try, I try to update it once we, uh, like every time we upload an episode, but I always for, forget. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And no, I really didn't do like mo- most of what I did this week was just like working on, on videos Right. Yeah, like I, uh, I uploaded a cover of uh, Coldplay's "The Scientist" uh, mm-hmm. last week, um, which was actually on my birthday. Oh really? Never, yeah, I just I realized the other day that I never told you that last week was my birthday. <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah. Well, happy birthday! Happy, well, happy belated birthday! Yeah, I never do. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, I'm officially 19 years old. Ooh. Uh, so Actually, that makes wait, it. You might have. You mm-hmm. might have mentioned something about that. I'm not sure. I don't think I have, but maybe I forgot. I don't maybe. Know, but... It sounds. It sounds like yeah. vaguely familiar. But anyway, anyway, go mm-hmm. ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah. What I was gonna say is, I'm 19 years old, which is about three years younger than what people think I am. Uh... <laughs> You it's really like, do. You really do. Look, you, you look much older than me. It's the uh, beard. But like, I'm the That's one, all I'm, it is. Yeah, but but I'm the one turning 20 in like two months. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but it's like, I mean, it's kind of funny because like every time, you know, so, sometimes I'll be curious and I'll ask people who don't know my age, like, hey, how old do you think I am? They're always going to say like, um, I don't know, like maybe 21, 20, maybe 22. Uh, and I'm like, haha, I'm younger than that. Um, but I do have like very good beard genes. Like mm. I, I've had like if if you go on my oldest videos uh, on my channel, I already had a beard, and I was sixteen. So, <laughs> uh, I I don't yeah. think I don't think I've shaved since I was at least seventeen. But I remember, yeah. um, I remember like I mean like shaved completely, obviously. But, um, you know, recently I was yeah, thinking yeah, to myself, yeah, I was shape, like, yeah. yeah, recently I was thinking to myself, I'm like, my face is kind of patchy. I'm like, maybe I should just shave, shave it all off and like be, you know, Ooh. baby face for a month or so. And then <laughs> literally everybody I brought it up to was like, no, don't do that. You're going to look awful. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think I kind of have to agree with that. Uh, it's that like, be, yeah, I can't, I'm not, I'm not saying. I'm not really sure that it would necessarily look like that, but it would look really right. weird. Like <laughs> it look, it would, it would just look strange. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't, I don't even want to imagine what it would look like. I think if I shaved my beard, I would. First of all, the fact that I have 
uh, I don't think long I, can, I, don't, hair. I don't think I'd be able to recognize you. I don't think I'd be able to recognize you. Probably, probably <laughs> not. But as, also the fact that I have really long hair means that like I I I think a lot of people would think that I'm a girl. Uh, oh yeah, maybe. Which is <laughs> which would be would honestly be pretty funny. Um, but It'd also be funny, like, yeah. I don't. I really like having a beard, and I want to keep it that way. But yeah, yeah. Well, that's something that I talk. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. the same thing here. It's like I like having I like having long hair, uh, which is something yeah. I discovered over uh, over quarantine because obviously mm-hmm. you know you couldn't go out and get a haircut. Uh, oh, that's actually remember, why you got long hair. Yeah, well, well, the main thing with it was like I don't know when I was a kid, I never really liked shaving my head too much, which is something my mom mm. always made me do every summer. Is like she made me oh. shave my head. Uh, and then when I, then when I turned like, when I got to like 16, I'm like, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'll just get regular haircuts. And then even then I was like, these look awful because they would cut my hair too short or something. Um, (laughs) and then when COVID hit, I couldn't go to the, I couldn't, you know, get a haircut. So I just kind of, you know, I stayed and I'm like, I just wonder what it'll look like. And then once, you know, I went to college, I'm like, this is good. I'm not doing anything to this. Yeah. (laughs) I'll go, yeah, like, well, every few months I'll go and get it, like, leveled and tr- right. trimmed or whatever. But, like, you know, this is, this is, a, this is a good arrangement I got right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've, I've actually been growing my hair for a really long time. Like, well, really? since... Well, really long time. Depends on what you think by then. Uh, it's it's gonna... It was, I think, in, like, May of 2017. So, yeah, it's a pretty long time. Mm. Um, it's, yeah, it's... It's about almost five yeah. years. I said it's a pretty long time. It's gonna, it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be five years uh, in a few months. But so the the thing is, like, you know, I didn't really mind my hair, but I just the thing is, I pretty much never really cared. I always had basically the same haircut. I never really, really tried anything fancy, and um, but my hair never really looked good. I never really found a really good haircut, but I didn't care. Uh, and then one day I just, you know how sometimes you just go into weird rabbit holes on YouTube? Um, yes. I found a <laughs> rabbit hole. I got into a rabbit hole of people doing timeless videos of like they would grow their their hair and take one picture a day and just make a timeless with that. And I kind of thought like, hmm, maybe I would look good with long hair. <laughs> so I started growing my hair. And uh, it looked really bad for a while until I was able to put it into like a, a, a man bun, and then I kept kept it growing for a long time. Uh, I did cut it just a bit, just a tiny bit, in 2019, uh, mm-hmm. and I have not done anything to it. So it might not, you know, you might not think that it's that long because I always have like uh, a man bun, but like if I uh untie it you can see like people who watch it will see that it's that it's like if, if i pull <laughs> my hair it goes to like my belly button if if i put it like in Whoa. front of me it's really really Whoa. long and that's it's like, crazy <laughs> it's like it goes to like the bottom of my back and it's um it's it got to the point where like you know uh for a while i had longer hair than pretty much any guy i knew but now it's to the point where i got uh, longer hair than most girls I know, so that's fantastic. And like, some, <laughs> honestly, sometimes I just look at myself in like videos and be like, "Damn, my hair is really long. I like it." 
<laughs> um, yeah, like I, um, I normally will like tie my hair back or something, uh, except for mm-hmm. when I'm just like at home. Uh, but I never do uh, man buns. Like I'll do ponytails, but my mm. girlfriend hates man buns. Oh really? I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what it is. I don't mind them. I've never done my hair like that. But I just remember she was like, I was like, "What do you think of me having long hair?" Because we dated long before I grew out my hair. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and she was like, it's fine. Just don't put it in the man butt. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, I didn't know there's a stipulation. <laughs> All right. hmm. But, um, I remember my mom, you know, initially was just kind of like, oh, I want you to cut it. This looks awful. And then eventually she was like, all right, it's, she was like, it's growing in. It looks good. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, one day I remember I, I was, cu- I came home from something, uh, during the summer of 2020 and I walked in and my mom like bought a bunch of like product and stuff. And I went, what's that? And she was like, I'm going to teach you how to, I, mean, I was like, I'm going to teach you how to care for girls hair. And I was like, what? and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Why? And she was like, well, cause if you want to grow yeah, your no, hair you like a girl, you're going to have to, you got to do that. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, longer hair definitely means more care to it. Uh... Yeah. Which honestly, I, I don't really, or like, I don't really, um, I don't really see it as a problem. I guess some people oh, would, would, but yeah. I, I take long showers anyway, so I think it's fine. Same, yeah. <laughs> I, and honestly, I think it's worth it. Like whenever I wash my hair, I'm like, oh, very, oh it's very. so soft. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I love having. I, I, oh man, I remember because like I grew my hair in, uh, you know, I, I was in uh, in high school and. Uh, the the thing when you grow your hair is there's you know when when you go when you have short hair it grows up uh cuz it's pretty short and that's naturally what it, what it does and then there's a point where gravity just does its jobs and it starts growing down uh but there's a <laughs> time period where it grows it still grows up but it really should start to to grow down cuz it kind of starts looking like shit and that's that's the tough bit, period yeah. <laughs> that's like if you want to yeah. have short hair that's a pair but it's like it gets really ugly gets stuff you just have to like go through it and i remember that there was a guy in uh in my class he wasn't even my friend he was just a guy who was kind of like often be going to me and telling me like dude you should cut your hair it's not looking really good uh, <laughs> really yeah and i was like dude <laughs> shut the fuck up i'm not telling talking about what your hair asshole oh yeah no he was kind of like an asshole about that what's funny is then um during the the summer after that year i started like being it got long enough that i could put it in in a bun and i got mm. to i got to school the first day of the year and he saw me with a bun i was like all right all right now it's good and i was like yeah dude fuck you man <laughs> <laughs> that's funny man oh that's yeah, like, funny I remember, <laughs> I remember the um I, I i don't remember what like people around me's reaction to this was but i just remember because like obviously during quarantine you disappear for like four months uh, and <laughs> since i don't you know since i don't usually post on social media or anything like that at least not pictures mm-hmm. of my face uh it was kind of it was kind of crazy uh, and then you know, once, you know, our family started getting together again, everybody was like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I yeah. still have, uh, I still have uncles that are like, you should cut that. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, that's, that's family. Yeah. Uh, but 
You said yours is down to your belly button, button, which is crazy. Mine is down yeah. to uh to my to the bottom of my neck. It kind of like goes over my shoulders All a right. little bit, but not much. All right, yeah. So it's yeah, so it's yeah. long, but it's but it's not long. Yeah. Yeah, it's not long. It's long. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's for it's, for it's for a guy for a girl. This would yeah for a guy it's long for a girl it would be like a i don't know like a medium-sized haircut <laughs> yeah mm. um it, it definitely was weird the moment where i realized that my hair was longer than my mom's with like which like <laughs> oh that's oh, oh, that's always a funny thing. that is something yeah that's i mean really to be funny. fair to be fair she's got hair to like her shoulders so it's never she never ah, never okay. really had like you know very long hair but uh, still, you know, uh, so it's, especially know, since like, it, yeah, mm-hmm. give it like a year with me not cutting my hair. My, my hair will be down to where my yeah. mom's is. I'm sure yeah. she, her, her hair goes down to like, like just past her neck. I think like just right. a little, little bit more down. <laughs> yeah that's funny though <laughs> but it's like I, I remember like when i started growing my hair people were telling me like oh give it a year and you, you is going to be short again and it's been it's going to be five years this year and i have no intention to cut it like it is <laughs> staying this long is going to be is going to be staying this long for a very long time i think because i love it this way yeah mm-hmm. no yeah like my family uh the guys in my family uh except for my grandpa for some weird reason uh, have like mm-hmm. a pretty consistent, uh, you know, hair hair loss track record. Uh, so I'm not I'm not getting rid of this until like I have to, because I'm not gonna yeah. be one of those guys who does like the whole like weird comb over thing. Like they, you can see they're starting to bald, yeah. but they keep a little bit of hair anyway. No, once, yeah. like once and if I'm saying and if if I, if I end up like my grandpa who still had like decently long hair when he died. I'd be fine with that, um, mm. but like if it starts to like bald a little bit, like I get that male pattern baldness, all off, done. I don't even care what I look like bald. Yeah. It's just not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stoop that low. I'm not gonna yeah. do the whole balding thing. <laughs> I'm. I don't know about you, but like I'm. I'm pretty scared of hair loss, because like I'm. De- I'm decently afraid of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's that's, gonna be a weird that's... moment. For guys, that's a pretty natural thing to be afraid of. But it's the thing is also like a lot of times you can look at your family and be like, "All right, I'm probably gonna be okay, or I'm probably gonna lose my hair." Uh, but the thing is that, like, I look at my uncles. It really is a lottery because, like, I've got uncles that are bald <laughs> and have been bald for, for like ever since I was uh, I was born. But I've also got mm. uncles that have like a lot of hair. And that like are not balding at all, so it's kind of like, mm, what what is, what's gonna happen to me? Um, <laughs> but I know I know there's like there's ways that you can s- stop balding. Yeah. So I think if I notice I start balding, I might try to do that. But again, you know, I'm yeah. only nineteen, yeah. so we'll see. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's not really something that we gotta think about right now. We're like, then again, oh, yeah. I have <laughs> I have a friend who's like. <laughs> maybe almost 30 and he started mm-hmm. balding around like 25 so it's like yeah i mean but he, his his family actually i don't think they have a, a track record of balding too much i don't know um well but i remember yeah it's it's really weird because like i don't really have i guess 
too much to go off of in terms of like what I think my hair is going to look like because, you know, a lot of the family I have is the family that I've, uh, you know, kind of inherited from, you know, my stepmom and my stepdad. A lot of my blood family uh, is either not in this state or they're not around anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, okay, what right. is this, what, what's, the, what's this going to end up like? <laughs> There's like so a like, mystery okay. to it, yeah. It's a little bit of mystery to it, but I can see, you know, I can see my grandpa on my dad's side who's, yeah. you know, he's nearly bald. And then I have my grandpa on my mom's side who had hair down to his neck when he passed away. And it was like, what, what, what's the, di- how, how crazy is this going to get? <laughs> yeah. It's, it really is a lottery. Um, but yeah, if I ever get to a point where I'll have to like shave my head. I just hope that I'm gonna look good bald. Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't think I'll ever go like. I I would think I'd keep the facial hair. I would never. Yeah. I would never shave oh, that yeah. off. I would oh yeah, it's like especially if I get bald, <laughs> like bald and clean shaved. It's just no, no, thank you. Like here's okay. <laughs> here's a really funny. Here's a really funny idea. Uh-huh. I think if I lost all my hair, I wouldn't have too much going for me. So I think it'd be really funny. If I got like jacked, like if I went bald, like in a few <laughs> years, wouldn't it be really funny if I like, it's just like you go from me right now. Like I'm kind of, kind of fat and then like I kind of <laughs> fat with long hair and then just like time jump 10 years, bald, Dude. jacked. That would be hilarious. Dude, you'd become the rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I saw this. Yeah. The rock. I don't know why, mm. but the rock <laughs> might be like the funniest looking celebrity to me i don't know what it is but every time i see him i just yeah, like, kind of laugh because he's, he's kind of comical he posted this video the other day to twitter uh where he's like mm-hmm. talking to talking or talking about something normal oh, but yeah. his head his head's all wet and like steam is rising from it yeah and i was like what is happening right now I'm like, it was the weirdest thing i've ever seen and i'm sure that yeah. happens to like people, bald like, people dude. all the time uh-huh like, but like my first, my first thought was like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> I think before, like, dude, the rock's melting. Holy shit! <laughs> That's really funny. Ever, like... I think someone's someone was like, "You could probably cook an egg on that." <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of like bald people, there is something really f- weird about seeing old pictures of the rock when he had hair. Like you know the the big the it's famous something weird, isn't it? You know the it's, famous <laughs> picture of him with the turtleneck and just like the that picture is incredible. That, that picture, yeah. yeah, it's such a good, it's so good. Oh man, oh and you got Kevin Hart that like copied it because of course yeah. you did. Oh my god, that's right. <laughs> Have you ever seen the picture of the Rock in high school where he looks like a yeah. where he looks like a where he looks like a bouncer at like a nightclub or something? It's one of the funniest oh, yeah. things I've ever seen. It's so funny. Because it's, oh like, th- it's like, I think I look old. Like, holy shit, The Rock. The Rock looked like he was 40 in that picture. <laughs> he looks exactly oh the God. same. Like, given a mustache <laughs> and given hair, he looks exactly yeah. the same. It's, it's like... <laughs> but... Oh, my God. Man, it's like, I've been looking... At videos of uh, him and Kevin Hart, and they're just like such a good duo together. They are. They are like, a good duo together. I remember I 
Mm-hmm. I saw a little bit of that Central Intelligence movie they did a few years ago. It wasn't like great, but it was funny. Which one was it? Uh, uh, it was the one. It was the one where they like. Uh, is it the one they, they where were they're like, like high school? No, uh, they were in high school together, and when they were in high school, The Rock was really fat. Is that the one? I think that might you know be the you, one. Oh my god, that might yeah, be the one. <laughs> I remember when it came out, everyone was like, "Dude, Fat The Rock, what the hell is that?" <laughs> fat Fat Rock. Hold on, let me, I gotta look the. I gotta look this up now. Yeah. Fat The Rock movie. <laughs> yeah, Essential uh, Intelligence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Fat Fat Dwayne Johnson. Oh my god, that's so funny. It's, that's such a strange thing to look at. Because <laughs> like he's always been very buff. Yeah. So like. <laughs> oh yeah, that's really funny. But yeah, no, it's just Ugh. like watching videos of him and Dwayne uh, and Kevin Hart being like, "Hey, ha." It's like, uh, "Hey, Dwayne, how how tall do you think Google says I am?" Uh, honestly, <laughs> oh, yeah, to, to be really, really honest, like to be serious, four foot two. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> it it is uh, it is always funny. If every great duo in comedy have like a tall one and a short one and usually it's going to be like a tall thin one and a a short fat one uh but you know there are exceptions such as this one yeah. but there's um i don't know there, there's just something strange yeah. about people who are like taller than like six four like people who are like like big tall that stuff's crazy i have a friend uh i have a friend who is very very tall and when i lived in a studio apartment Mm -hmm. i remember one time i was like hey could you like lay on the floor for like just just a second (laughs) yeah it was the most insane thing i've ever seen he reached from my kitchen to my couch it was like (laughs) it was like i i don't even know how he does that (laughs) But like, have do, you ever seen? Do you know, pick, yeah. What's that? Well, do you know how tall he was? I think he's like maybe six five, six something like that. He's yeah. a tall man, very Dude, tall I, man. Oh yeah, I went. I went to school with a guy who was around that high. He was like two meters tall. But like, he's. I, I went to like, I I, w- I went to school with him from like elementary school to to high school, and I he was always the tall one. But there was, a, especially in uh, elementary school, he was, like, av- still average tall. And then there, there was a point, like, in middle, like, like high school where he got, like, very, very tall. I was like, dude. Yeah, it's like, what the, fuck? It's like the point where everybody stops growing, but he just kept mm-hmm. going. <laughs> well, not even that. I had, a friend, even, like, he, I, had a, he, I had a friend like that. It's like he was growing the same rate at, like, at the same time oh, as yeah, but he, was, he was just he was growing just more. Yeah. But it, right, and I, yeah. I someone I I was talking to him about that and he was telling me like dude I mean at some point I'd like to stop growing because it's like it's getting a, a lot and like <laughs> yeah at some point yeah I don't really get that like he, you just think how tall is, am I gonna get you know I don't know but <laughs> yeah so what were you gonna my say br- my brother my my brother's like funny tall like him and mm-hmm. him and me in my car is a funny situation looks like a clown car. All right. Um, but, uh, uh, have you ever seen the picture of Shaq or at least the, I think it's a video where he like drinks a water bottle. Yeah. yeah. It's the most, it's, it's the most insane it's thing absurd. I've ever seen. <laughs> Cause the water, like he's, he's like, he's like holding it. Like, 
<laughs> He's like holding it with his whole fist and it's not even bigger than his chin. And it's like, what is happening? So funny. <laughs> it's like uh, the size. It's like the oh. size of his fist. Have oh. you another good one is have you seen Andre the Giant drink a from a beer can? Like the, the can <laughs> No, I have is, not. Give me the a second. The can is actually the size of his hand. Like it's insane. Andre the Giant beer can. <laughs> yeah. That is the size of his hand. That's yeah. insane. That's crazy. It's like there's there's a lot of funny like alcohol stories about about him that like one time he sat down at a bar and drank like a hundred beers, <laughs> and he got like he he passed out because obviously he like it's a hundred beers. Oh, yeah. He might be like seven yeah. foot something, but it's a hundred beers, and uh, yeah. like he was with two other wrestlers and they had to like drag him to his hotel, which must have been like one hell one hell of a challenge. Oh like, no. That's <laughs> that would have been awful. The mm-hmm. <laughs> the fact that okay, a hundred beers obviously is impressive, but the fact that he was alive after that is even more impressive because that would even like <laughs> even like something oh yeah even like even like fifty beers in one sitting would kill a regular man, but Andre yeah. trucked uh. one hundred beers and just kept going. Oh, it was. Oh, yeah. It's just something. My brother told me something that that I thought was hilarious, which is, fun fact: if you eat thirty thousand bananas in ten minutes, you'll die from radiation. And it's like, (laughs) no, I think I think you'll die before ten thousand bananas. Die from radiation? Yeah, because it's got like (laughs) uh, potassium. so, the radiation like, thing yeah. is much. The radiation thing is like the funny part to me because like it's like obviously you'll you die from like maybe a, even like fifty bananas, maybe, or at least get minutes, really sick. Yeah. The fact, the you, fact I don't think you die with fifty, but get so, really sick. Yeah, you would get really sick. At least a hundred would kill you. <laughs> it has to, has to. Yeah. I think I always I, think, I think that's fascinating. To, yeah. Oh, yeah, I always think it's fascinating when it's like how how many of these in one sitting would kill me. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you eat something really happy or really healthy, like even like a celery stick. Do you think you could eat like endless celery sticks and be fine? Because it's just like water mostly. <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> I well, gotta answer my own question. Well, now. yeah, but there's such a th- such a thing as like water poisoning. Like you could die from drinking too much water. Like not because it's water and it's really oh yeah. You, just because you need to drink it doesn't need like the doesn't mean that like it's infinitely healthy and it will always be healthy no matter what the quantity is uh <laughs> i didn't but, yeah. uh-huh. I, I didn't find i didn't find anything uh to i didn't find anything to answer my question but i did find uh a suggested term which was how much is too much celery <laughs> which is a really <laughs> good sentence how oh God. how yeah, much n- is too much celery? I don't know. <laughs> uh, apparently, one cut one cup of chopped celery daily is is fine enough. You would probably you would probably All die right. from malnutrition before you died from the celery. That that makes more sense. Yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, it's like you know, I mean, celery is healthy, but it's like not a lot of 
like as you said, it's basically yeah. water. There's not a lot, a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's but. it's like it's it's crun- it's solid crunchy water. It's not it's not real food. Yeah, really. it's like it's like cucumbers. <laughs> yeah, they're they're both kind of like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Um, this summer I went to a friend's house and uh, she she made me try some uh, cucumber flavored gin. Like it's oh. uh. It's like you know one of those um, like uh, very low uh, alcohol drinks mm. that are very sweet, uh, which is honestly the the only kind of alcohol that I like to drink, and uh, that one was cucumber. Oh yeah, I, for, I, for, I forgot mm-hmm. the I forgot the legal drinking age was nineteen in, in Quebec. Uh, actually, is that true or actually, is it eighteen? It's it depends on the province. In most of them, really? it's nineteen, but. In, That's what I thought. Like in like three others, including Quebec, it's eighteen. So I'm we're wow. we're the lucky ones to get to, to drink at eighteen, like most countries. Yeah. Um twenty one by the way. <laughs> yeah. What a mess. Can I okay. Here's 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 my thing. I yeah. am not you I am not usually the type of person who thinks that changing a law is is a great idea. But the well, fact that I can die, th- yeah. The fact that, the fact that, if in the event of a random draft, like if that were a mandated thing, I could get drafted against my will, die for my country at the age of eighteen, but not be able to drink alcohol or smoke cigarettes uh, until I'm yeah, twenty-one. If you, if that seems like kind of that seems unfair to me. It seems like, well, if it, if you can kill no, it me, is. if it is. <laughs> If you if can you legally way, make yeah. me fight for you, yeah. If you can legally make me fight for you, shouldn't I be able to do all this other stuff? I can't even, I can't even rent a hotel room in most places until I'm like a certain age. <laughs> Did you know that? That's the most insane. Th- no, I can't I rent a car yeah. until I'm 26. In my state, I think that's true. <laughs> it's the most you, insane on, you thing. Can't, you, you can't what? rent a car age. Rent, oh, rent a USA. car USA. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why okay. specifically rent <laughs> a car? Like you can't. I don't you, know. You can get a driver's license. You can buy a car, but you can't rent it. If you get a car, you got to keep it yeah. to yourself. The minimum age for most car rental places in the United States is twenty-five years old. However, that's most me. Most major car rental companies allow drivers below 25 to drive a rental car as long as they pay a fee and meet all the requirements. That's insane. (laughs) That's uh, that's honestly very stupid. It's (laughs) it's the craziest thing I've ever heard. I can get married right now. Legally. (laughs) But I can't can't get a hotel room. Yeah. Insane. it's, It's really weird. But it's like, you know, like, it's, it's really Ugh. funny how, like, it's, you know, every everyone drinks before the the age limit. It's not oh, like, of course. all right, well, happy birthday. You're not, you're not 21. Here's a beer. Uh, but that, that's something <laughs> Most... that I, that's something that I thought, yeah. which is like, on my 21st birthday, I want to go to the, the U.S. and drink a beer. Just to be like, eh, <laughs> I can drink a beer in the U.S. Uh, uh, I can drink a drink in the U.S. Ah, uh, you've been meanwhile you've been like, doing it for like, mm-hmm. you know, you've been doing it for like three years in Canada. 
Yeah, oh, exactly. Oh, God, that's funny. Oh, dude, <laughs> I got it. I got it. That's a pretty funny story, which is last, so last year. So my mm. uh, my birthday last year on the on January 27th was during, uh, you know, when the, the pandemic was really hitting hard. And not only, not mm. only that, but we had a curfew at uh, 8 p.m. So let me just tell you that I partied real, real hard that night. <laughs> uh and so no but seriously what so what i did was with my brothers uh we went to um a convenience store and we uh we we just got uh, got each other like we we bought some <laughs> some drinks uh right. I, got, I got myself like one in one of those very very sweet almost juice like drinks uh they're mm. like five percent alcohol and i so i went to um, I went to the to, to to pay for it, and I was waiting for for the cashier to tell me like, "All right, uh, can you show me uh, your like ID so I can see you're overage?" And I was like preparing to show it, and then she was just like, "All right, that'll be two fifty And she didn't, <laughs> she didn't say jack shit. She didn't say anything, mm-hmm. and I, that just made me say like, "Fuck, I could have bought alcohol before that," because you know. <laughs> A year ago, I looked basically the same that I yeah. look now, and like there was, mm-hmm. th- I had a similar experience. It was kind of flipped to where um, before I turned seventeen, because that's the I don't know if it's the same in Canada, but that's the minimum age you can go see like R-rated movies by yourself with like without a guardian, uh, uh, like a parent or something like that. Is is that yeah? The same? We don't have we don't have the same rating thing here, so I'm not sure. Oh, right, right. We have, we have, anyway. See, that's the stupid. We have one, there's one for Canada, and there's another one for specifically Quebec, because you like to do things ourselves here. I don't know why. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, I'm kind of interested now. Yeah. Rating system. It's like, it's like based on age. So it's like, uh, general, which is anything. There's eight, eight years older, 13, 16, and 18. And I'm not sure it's like, Mm. obviously, porn movies are 18, but I'm not sure what well, other course. movies are like hold on um okay oh no that doesn't say anything <laughs> yeah uh, um yeah but any, anyway um mm-hmm. obviously when i when i was seven obviously i i snuck into a few a, a few R-rated movies when I was like fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, sure. Because I already, I already looked like I was like seventeen, and no one cared. Yeah. Because I would go, I would go really late, and that's when they just stop. That's when a lot of theaters stop caring. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is funny, but I remember the first time I ever got ID'd at a theater was my seventeenth birthday, when I went to go see John Wick three. I remember mm. I walked up. And they're like, may I see your ID? And I was like, oh, yes, you can. <laughs> but, but I was like, well, that would have been really bad last week. Because I remember the week before I went to go see Us, and I was not 17. Mm. Um, but uh, there's one really funny time. Because I, I, this was that summer when I was 17, but my friend mm-hmm. was 16. Uh, we went as a group of four. All of us seventeen, except for our one friend who was still sixteen. We, you know, we mm-hmm. went up. We, were, I think, we were going to go see the Child's Play remake. Um, we went up, mm. and 
it was like it was like oh yeah okay uh the first two got through and i was paying for my friend's ticket uh we go up and the guy goes oh oh uh can i see your id and i went sure uh, and then i realized that i left my wallet at home like i brought like 10 bucks for the movie with me but like i forgot my wallet at home i was like oh, oh no so i had i had my mom send me a picture of my id uh, and I showed it to him. He's like, okay. Uh, but he marked the tickets with CID. Mm. Like, like, look at his ID. And so I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, they're going to check my friend's ID. I'm like, we are going to get mm. kicked out of this theater. And then, <laughs> and then I, like, I, went up to, I went up to my two other friends who were 17. I'm like, we got an issue. <laughs> and so <laughs> what, what we ended up doing was we ended up trading a ticket with them. So that we could get him through with no problems, <laughs> but I just remember thinking, mm-hmm. I, I, I turned to my friend who was sixteen because we'd been we'd been sneaking him in a lot that summer, and I just went, "We are not doing this again until your birthday." <laughs> that was too close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just stupid high school stuff that we did. It's just good times. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah, so I, I looked into like the how the ratings work in uh, in here, and it's so basically so you got general, which is anyone. You got thirteen years mm-hmm. uh, years old or older, which is uh, strongly recommended that you'd be thirteen years older. But if you're younger than that and accompanied by someone older, you you can get in. And then it's yeah. sixteen plus and eighteen plus, which are like you, you have to be sixteen or you have to be eighteen, and. Mm. I'd like to find examples of movies that like you have to be 18 uh, to watch, but I'm scared that I'm going to find like not the right stuff that I'm looking for. I understand that. So <laughs> for, let for, me... for us, for us, yeah. it's like, um, mm-hmm. so, okay, this is how the rating system works in America. Um, yeah. At least for, at least for the higher tiers. Cause it's like, obviously we have G, which is general audiences. That's, that's, that's everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. PG is like young kids, like maybe like six or seven uh, and above. Mm. PG thirteen, like obviously teenagers. Um, and then there's R. Um, but here's the weird thing with uh the R rating. I don't know if it's the same where you are, uh, but it's not just like thirteen year olds accompanied with a parent that can get in. If you are like any age, I think. Uh, unless like the theater stops you, mm-hmm. you could probably bring a five-year-old into an R-rated movie if they're your kid. I think that might be allowed. Hmm. I think that might be allowed over here. I'm not entirely sure, um, because I haven't met anybody crazy enough to do it. Uh, because it's <laughs> stupid. Um, yeah, why would you do that? Yeah. But um, I have heard stories about how very young kids got into very not good movies for young kids. Um, mm. But uh, there, is, there is a less talked about rating uh, in America, and that's, that's NC-17. I, oh, yeah, I know uh, about with, that one. Yeah, yeah I heard about with it. A, with, with restricted, with, with the R rating, you know, you can, it's, it's the thing where you can get anybody in as long as, like, you know, the, the Guardian is there. No. If it's NC-17, you have to be over 17. There are not a whole lot of movies that have gotten that rating. Um, but actually, now, now that I say that, I'm kind of curious what did. Hmm. 
You see, there's like um, American Psycho. I'm guessing. I haven't seen it, but I'm guessing uh, that. Uh, uh, fuck. What's this? What's it? Goodfellas. I'm guessing the Goodfellas is gonna be there, because with the amount of times that they say fuck, and there is some like pretty big like second. violence. Uh, um. Yes. It yes. Is there. Goodfellas. Um, uh, the God, here's, oh, yeah, the Godfather okay, so, 3, but not the two first. He, really? Here's yeah. Okay, here's here's something mm. that you're going to find probably pretty funny. All right. Um, so I learned this the other day, and I don't think... I, I didn't mention it with our American Psycho episode, but I, I remember researching this because I remember with the copy I have of it, it's labeled as the uh, unrated version. And I'm like, well, why is, why is that a thing? Right. And so I looked up, I'm like, why did they do that? So, um, here's another really funny thing about censorship in the U.S. You can't mm-hmm. say asshole on like on like most TV stations or movies unless you want to get an R like an yeah. R rating or something. Uh, which is weird. You can say ass. You can do that. You can't say asshole. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of times on TV where someone will say asshole. Ass is not bleep, but the hole yeah. is. That's. It's very strange. Um, yeah, but, yeah uh, I've seen that. Yeah, I remember. There's a there's a version of American Psycho out there. I think it's the original version uh, that was shown in theaters, where when Patrick when Patrick is uh, having about to have sex with those prostitutes, um, uh, and he says like bend down so she can see your asshole. Uh, in the original cut, mm-hmm. it cu- it cuts when he says hole. It just so he's just like bend down so she can see your ass. It's really weird. <laughs> But I remember that being one of the one of the only like notable changes for the uncut version, which is like really weird. <laughs> hmm. I don't I don't understand. Uh, it's very very strange. <laughs> it's to me it's interesting to see like for certain ratings what you can and what you can't say. Like, mm. um, it's you know it's always an example that I have is uh, "How I Met Your Mother," which you know talks a lot about. Uh, there's there's a lot of jokes about sex and about alcohol mm. and stuff like that. And the show is definitely meant to be watched by people that are like in their early twenties and mostly people in their twenties. Um, but you know, obviously, obviously, since it's on TV, they can't say like "fuck." But it always surprised me how they can easily go get away with saying like "son of a bitch" and like "you're a you're a bitch." I, I don't <laughs> know why that that kind of surprises me. But another thing that I think is really funny is the difference between the U.S. and the U.K. Um, yes, and the main that, example is just how, like, y- you know, y- you cannot say, like, I feel like in America, the effort, like, is the big thing. But if you go big, to yeah. if you go to the, to the U.K., like, you could just get on TV and say, hey, you fucking whatever. And uh, <laughs> I, just, I just think it's funny, like, the amount of... Uh, yeah, UK shows that I've seen that uh, that, that say fuck, um, but I think I think in the in the UK the big word that you can't say is cunt. Yeah, that's that's yeah. The, I that, I remember hearing about that. I th- yeah, the, I think um, so. So the big thing, uh, I, I okay, this is this was really recently. Um, so a show came out on uh, on Adult Swim this uh, this past month. Uh, called uh, Smiling Friends, uh, animated by yep. uh, uh, or create you know created and animated by uh, 
uh, Psychic Pebbles, Zach Hadel, and uh, Michael Cusack, which are two internet uh, animators I've been following for a very long time. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and it was a really good season, and they recently did an interview uh, on, I, th- I think it was the official podcast, which is a Criticals podcast, where they were talking about like mm. just stuff, and one of the questions that came up was like, well, what was the uh, what were some like censorship issues that you guys had? And they were like, honestly, not much. But there was one time where we had a character who had like their their like pubes showing or something, like just like a little bit. And then like the mm-hmm. editors or like you know the the TV station people got back to them. They're like, you can't do that. And they're like, what? Hmm. And they're like, yeah, you just all you just get rid of the get rid of the pubes and everything else is fine. And it's like, really. Because some of the stuff they say in that they some of the stuff they do in that show is like, oh okay, it's like it's it's a little it's a little risky for television, but knowing that that was the thing, very very interesting to me. It's I would love to know, especially for uh, radio in the U.S. I would love to go through and like figure out what their what the whole like um, I guess thing is with their rating system, uh, or in terms of like what they can and can't yeah. say. Hmm. But um, a show that I think is interesting in, in terms of, like, censor is uh, South Park. Because it really mm, is a question yeah. of, like, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of moments where the TV studios wanted to censor them. But are you really going to try and censor South Park? <laughs> like, really, there really is. Yeah. It's, it's, like the, it's like the show that you can't touch because it's like, it's like if you complain about them. Uh, doing that, but it's like, yeah, you can only about them doing that, but they did this thing that is arguably very worse, like, 20 years ago. I uh, feel like South Park... Mm-hmm. South Park might be the only show on television that is entirely untouchable. Mainly because yeah. of the era it started, and the fact that it's still going with the know. same people. Because, like, I feel like going through and making a making a big like thing about censoring South Park would just not work, uh, and I and I would probably mm-hmm. lump other shows like It's Always Sunny into that because uh, I remember I watched a recent episode of that show recently and it was like oh okay they still try and get away with quite a bit so it's like okay I guess yeah. older older shows like that definitely still can get away with a lot but I I feel like we're not gonna be able to see another show like that at least on tv yeah. streaming services whole other thing because yeah. there's because i guess there's the whole thing with streaming services now and that's another thing they talked about on uh the uh uh the, the, that's another thing that um you know zach and michael talked about on the uh smiling friends uh podcast they were doing it was like yeah um it's really different for uh like in terms of like what you can do on tv and what you can do on streaming services because on tv you know, you don't know who's watching. You don't know who got there. Uh, you don't know if it's like a kid who stayed up too late or something. But with streaming services, if they're on your show, they wanted to watch it. <laughs> so it's like not a whole lot of you know, not a whole lot of like you know plausible deniability there. It's it's definitely their fault if they're watching your show. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's that's kind of interesting to to think about. Yeah. It's, but yeah. well, yeah, it, it, I think so, what's interesting too about South Park is it's like, uh, you know, it, it gets compared a lot with shows like The Simpsons and Family Guy because they're like, 
um, uh, cartoons made for adult that started around the same era, like in, in the 90s. And I feel like if you compare them, like uh the simpsons i haven't really watched a lot of the recent simpsons episode but i i've heard that it lowered a lot in quality uh family guy has like i was yeah. never the biggest family guy fan but pff, holy shit sometimes i see stuff and i'm like why is this show still on and oh south my park, god that oh, yeah? that is a whole thing in itself but yeah go ahead with south park well yeah for for and for south park i feel like it's uh you know, it's some managed to say basically like the the same. It, yeah, it's like they I some managed to say. I, I'm I'm sure there's gonna be some people that are gonna disagree because they're like, oh, it used to be better. But from what I've seen, South Park like is still just as funny and still just as dumb and ridiculously yeah. like vi like, like definitely not for kids, but. <laughs> they still they still keep the same like they got the same energy that they had when they started, which is really cool. Yeah, my issue with South Park has never really been about the show itself. It's been about mm -hmm. one character in particular, and that's Cartman. I I am so mm. annoyed by that character that I legitimately can't watch oh. the show for more than like an episode at a time. Right. I genuinely think he's think it's insufferable. Um, <laughs> Uh, but in terms of well, the other shows, mm -hmm. uh, oh, what was that? Well, I was, yeah, that's definitely a question of like you know um, preferences in uh, comedy because I personally think like Cartman <laughs> is one of my favorite characters and he's one of the characters that may, makes me laugh the most just because like having <laughs> it's just the absurdity of having a an eight year old who's like a a Nazi and who's like who hates so many like different communities. The absurdity of that makes it so... And the way they handle it, I think is... I personally think is really funny. Uh, <laughs> but I definitely understand why you would think would think he's unsufferable. Because, yeah. let's be honest, <laughs> he is. <laughs> it's definitely uh, a thing of, like, what kind of thing... What kind of character can you, like, handle watching for a while? Like, yeah. I'm sure there's, I'm sure yeah. there's oh, stuff yeah. that, like... You would probably find annoying, but I'm like, it's fine. It's, yeah. oh, <laughs> I'm for sure, sure there's for sure. a bunch of stuff. Um, mm. But in terms of the other shows that we mentioned, like The Simpsons, I have loved since I was really little, like maybe like six or seven. Mm -hmm. um, and very recently, when I moved out on my own, uh, I started rewatching some of the old Simpsons episodes, and they really hold up until like Yo, season yeah. 14. That's the cutoff, huh. I think. Like, that uh, is when everything's, like, even even some episodes in, like, 12, 13, 14 are not that great, but it still kind of holds up. But, like, everything mm -hmm. past that point, really mediocre and sometimes just awful. Um, mm -hmm. But at least it never reaches the same, like, with, with Modern Simpsons episodes, I could probably put it on mm -hmm. and still be, like, mildly entertained by it. I just think Modern Family yeah. Guy is such a mess. Like, I don't... Oh, yeah. I don't... I don't hate, and I'm going to be completely mm. honest right now. I think the first, like, four seasons of Family Guy are legitimately good. And then, like, yeah. seasons four through eight are... Th they got some stinkers, but it's, like, pretty funny. Uh, and then, yeah. once you get past, like, season ten, it is just garbage after garbage. And I remember I used to yeah. watch it 
that used to, it used to be a big uh, ritual between my dad and I is that every Friday we would go on Hulu and watch the new episode of Family Guy. We did this for like five years. And then at some mm. point during season 13, it just got so bad. Both of us were like, I can't. Like we, 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 I remember there was one episode, I think it was where Chris got like oh, no. chemically castrated or something. And it was just like the least funny thing I've ever seen. And I was like, I'm done. Oh, no. I'm like, I can't watch any more of this. Because <laughs> it's like, you know, I've, I, um, probably I was one of the first, like, you know, here, here was a uh, 13 plus, uh, shows yeah. that I, you know, I, I stayed up till 10 PM to watch it. I was like, Oh Ooh. my God, it's so late. Ooh. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I definitely have like some classics episode, like, um, yeah. it, a lot of the episodes with with uh, Brian and Stewie, I think they're they're a really good duo. They made a lot of very really good episodes with them. Um, my favorite episode is the one that's like the uh, based on the Agatha Christie uh, novel. Uh, it's like, and then they were uh, they were ten. I don't remember the name, but it's like you know the the one where they're stuck in a manor and they slowly all that is slowly a good episode. all getting killed. I've got a DVD like of with that I episode have- in it. Just That's funny you say good. that. I have a DVD. I have a DVD of that episode too. Um, yeah, I remember it's, liking that episode a lot. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, it is good. Um, um, do you want to know a show I really like though? Like the first, tell me. like I, I, leg- I legitimately think the first like five seasons of this show are probably some of my favorite TV ever. I love American mm-hmm. Dad. It is so funny. Oh really? Like those it's, those first mm-hmm. five seasons are really good. Like, I remember, I, I, I even thought I was like, it might, honestly, it might be just because of, like, the dumb humor that my dad and I have cultivated over the years of watching that. Yeah. And maybe it's not at all funny, like, if I didn't have those experiences. <laughs> but just watching it, like, I, I remember last year, I, would, like, would watch a few episodes not every, every now and then. Yeah. And it's still funny, at least, at least, like, to me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I never got into it. Like, I watched some episodes, <laughs> and I never... I don't know. I, I think... I'm not even exactly sure why. It's been a really long time since I saw an episode, but I just thought it was, like, pretty stupid. I think that uh, was the reason I liked it. It's just because it was dumb. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you know, I, I like dumb humor, but there's not everything. I get it, yeah. And I, there's, no, there's something... Course. I don't know what it is about the this show, and I know I, I think some people might think that, but I know it's not because of the like patri- uh, patriotic jokes and stuff like that. Like I know that right. I I know that I don't care enough to <laughs> for that to be the reason. I I don't I don't know what it, I think it's like too much. I think that's it. It's like it's there have there there were some episodes later in its run. I think it's still going, but I remember it's like I think it is, yeah. there's some episodes in in season eight where it's just like gratuitously violent for no reason, and that's when I was like, that's when I started getting turned <laughs> off from it. I'm like, this is this is weird. I'm like, why mm. would you, why would you ever do this? But like go like those yeah. first few seasons where like they they were hit, they like knew exactly where to hit it with their writing. It's like that's it's good stuff, and it's the same thing with every show like that. It's like. I don't remember who said it. I think it might have been Seth MacFarlane himself that said this. He said he's like, I think every show legitimately has a like a lifespan of seven seasons. And while I don't think it's every show, like I think it's always Sunny still puts out pretty good mm-hmm. episodes, even though they're in their fifteenth season yeah. now. 
but you know sometimes i i completely agree with that because like, yeah i mean it, it's like if you look if you look at the simpsons after a certain point obviously that it's like yeah <laughs> i get it well i'm th- yeah I'm, I'm thinking about like a bunch of uh long-running shows that, that i've seen like mo- most of them like the longest one that i can think of are like have have stopped airing but the only one that i can think of that is still airing that's been airing for l- literally decades is doctor who and what's interesting with doctor who is uh, like you know it's a show that every year has been changing main actor and companions and uh, uh, showrunner as well. So every few years, it's almost as if like the show was rebooted, and <laughs> the the like the show showrunner that's currently on is just so bad that it it makes people think <laughs> that like oh Doc- Doctor Who is is uh, not good anymore. But like um, <laughs> it's it's been announced that like he's uh, he's only got a few. Like he's got a few specials left, and then it's gonna be, uh, he's gonna be replaced with, um, uh, Russell T Davies, who is the showrunner that brought Doctor Who back to life in two thousand five, and he's the one who mm. wrote. He was he's the one who was the showrunner when David Tennant was the Doctor. Ooh. So you know, I don't know much. I don't know much about Doctor Who. but yeah. From from everybody you know, I know who watches Doctor Who, they said that that was the best. Yeah, they said that was like at least close to like the best that it's gotten. Yeah, that's that's great. It's like you know, don't want to get into too too much of a Doctor Who uh, conversation because you haven't seen it. But yeah, right. um, my favorite era is Doctor Who is the era that comes after that, which was written by Stephen Moffat, who's the same guy who wrote uh, Sherlock uh, with um, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, and. Uh, it's this era definitely has issues, especially in terms of like plot holes and definitely trying to go too deep into certain stories and whatever. But I have to say, if I try to look at it objectively, I think in terms of writing, the Russell T Davies era is probably the the best one. So I'm really really excited for him to come back, and I hope yeah he's gonna make some good stuff. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's an interesting case because it's like Doctor Who is not great right now but it's not because the show has lost its flame or anything um it's just because like right now they're not in a good state but it's not the the only time that it's been like that i mean the show was literally canceled like 30 years ago so that's insane yeah <laughs> yeah uh but yeah there is something very weird about long sh- like the the one that i've been thinking about in this conversation is snl which mm. Yeah. I feel like people have been saying for so long oh. that like now it sucks and it's like oh it's bad yeah like I, but, I remember a few mm-hmm. a few weeks ago I had uh, I had a friend over and him him my roommate and I were like hey let's watch SNL clips until we find a funny one and it took us <laughs> about forty minutes uh, until we reached yeah. one clip that they did with uh, Owen Wilson where they did like a parody of cars three mm-hmm. or they, they, they did a, they, or they did All a right. thing where it's like, Oh, here, here, Owen, uh, we're going to do a table read for uh cars, cars four. Um, and we're going to, and when he's All like, right. you know, we're just going to see, see how it goes. And he's like, all right. Uh, and they basically wrote, um, lightning McQueen is just like a terrible, terrible person. And, uh, <laughs> Oh my God. I think, I think the line that 
made all of us actually legitimately laugh was, uh, what was it, like, Tomator comes in and it's like, Lightning, why did you sleep with my sister? You could have had anybody, but you slept with her. And Lightning just goes, power. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like, and then Owen was like, well, why, why is he like this now? <laughs> It like, oh. the, I just remember that moment. I was like, oh my god, they struck gold out of all of these like misfires. Like, that's funny. <laughs> There's like, um, I don't, I, I've never really watched SNL just because it's not like, you know, I'd never, it's, it's not really that big here. And we, I never like grew up with it like a lot of people did in America. But right. there's one sketch that I saw on YouTube that I really liked, which was, um, if if Wes Anderson directed a horror movie, I think I saw that one. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, an episode where the host was Edward Norton, and he made just an amazing Owen Wilson impression. Where literally, like, it took me thirty <laughs> seconds, I think, to be like, "Oh shit, that's that's not Owen Wilson, that's Edward Norton." So it's like, <laughs> that's funny, and it's just it's on point. Like, I still, it, I think it's a really good one. I still think the only time, or th- this is like probably the best era of SNL, and I wasn't even allowed for it or alive for it, was mm. when Norm Macdonald uh, hosted a Weekend mm. Update or something, and it yeah. was his, his whole his whole era of uh, him making OJ jokes and the network getting really mad at him and firing him. <laughs> yeah, that is some of the funniest things I've ever seen. Um, that's that's fucking. <laughs> It's like I I can't believe this actually happened. This is fucking crazy. I, the line, I love the, I love those jokes. <laughs> the line that he says that will always stick in my mind was the week after the OJ verdict came out, and he went, "Well, it's official. Murder is now legal in Los Angeles," and, <laughs> and everybody froze. Uh. The world, <laughs> the mm. whole U.S. was shaken by that, oh, and that is one of the so funniest good, things that SNL so has good. ever done. Oh, <laughs> you know what's one of the most absurd tweets I've ever seen is O.J. Simpson like tweeting a message about <laughs> something related related to that, and he says, "And I shit you not," he said. I'm always scared of going back to L.A. because I'm always scared I'd, I'd be sitting next to the guy who did it. And I'm like, dude, for fuck's well, sake, might, dude. You might be. You might be. Uh, I think, I think, oh. I think, honestly, he really often is, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking, I cannot, I, any, every time I think about that, I'm like, I cannot believe he actually said that. Oh, <laughs> he man. said a lot. Of, he said a lot of stuff that's great about that entire situation. Like, it's just no, almost but, unbelievable. The the big thing was like holy shit he's still pretending that he didn't do it. Like I mean, that was statu- <laughs> I, I was go- I was about to say the statute of limitations is up but I re- just but then I just remembered that uh in America there is no statute of limitations for murder. So uh, well <laughs> if you I mean if you if you want to steal a bike and wait like maybe mm-hmm. t- 10 20 years you won't be arrested for it but if you murder somebody yeah it's going to stick with you. Which is good. I'm glad that we don't have that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's probably a pretty good I mean, thing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, there is a difference between stealing a bag and killing someone. It's uh, true, but I yeah. remember, 
I was the the reason I remembered that existed is because recently I saw a YouTube video recommended to me that was a a ba- like a real life bank robber like talking about how to rob banks. I'm like, well, why isn't he in jail? I'm like, oh, he just got away with it for long enough so that nobody cared. <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, it's pretty um, weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't really know how like uh, law works here, so I can't really compare. But like, I yeah, it's I don't really to to be fair, I don't really know how law works over here either. I just know I just know funny <laughs> facts about about yeah. Law. Like I'm pretty sure, I think I think there was like some law where like it was in it was in some like landlocked state where they didn't have any major bodies of water at all. But it said like going hunting for whales was illegal in that state. And it's like, well, I wonder where they're gonna do it. <laughs> but um it's it's about all I know really. Yeah. Just stupid things. Oh man, I really wanna I really wanna mention this because that's something that I thought of like it's something that I saw this week that I hope that I thought was pretty stupid. So alright. There is a comedian here in Quebec that Maybe you've heard of because he's done uh, he's done quite a lot of stuff in the U.S. It's called Mike Ward. Oh, hold on, I'm sure I've seen um, some from him. He's he's known for making like very dark jokes, and uh, he's also known for his uh, lawsuit, which has been a mess for years. His, um, his lawsuit, huh? All right, so there is a uh, a a kid that that was pro- popular here in uh, like the two thousands, like when I was a very a very young child, and uh, who basically he had like a um, a disease of some kind that like uh, affected the way that he looked and some stuff like that, um, and he his family like definitely wanted him to be like kind of like on the spotlight and um he, he said that his dream was to to sing for the pope and he ended up doing that and he, he ended up getting a lot of press about that he sang he sang for celine dion he sang for a like he, he sang a few times on tv and stuff like that um and the the thing that's really weird about that is that they kept framing him as if he was like a child that was that's pretty fucked up but they were framing it as if he was a child that was like dying but his disease oh. is not like, it's not fatal. It's he's not fatal. In... No, it's not. And I get it's, that. so, okay. uh, and so my made a joke about that. And his joke was basically about how it, it they kept, they kept talking about like how, you know, I, I bought him as if he was about to die very soon. But every time he, he, uh, like while the time passed, he kept not dying. That was, he, and uh, he made he made a joke about, um, made a joke about that that was the way it was framed, was Uh-oh. a bit like, <laughs> it, I I personally don't think it was that that mean because it's you know if you look at like, it's 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 a question of phrasing if you look at like really what he was saying he was mainly critiquing the parents for the way that like they were trying to put him on the spotlight so much. And uh, also now their joke was like, like I said he was singing. I never said he was a good singer. He like he's a terrible singer. Uh, oh, I was actually I was actually gonna ask that. Oh, oh, that's not good. There is a performance uh, that 
he did on TV where he was singing a Christmas song. And he had like the fucking voice crack of a lifetime. And, you know, so and I, like, you know, I got nothing like I in general, I really feel bad for that kid just because like I can't believe his parents were like, this is OK to put him on. Because like he was getting before that happened, he was getting so much hate on like on social media, even though it was still quite quite small at the time. We're still getting a lot of hate because I were like, why the fuck is he on TV if he, if he can't sing stuff like that? And it's I don't understand how the parents could put him on TV and nothing that it was like going to turn against them and so yeah. he uh he mike ward made that joke and he made that joke in like i don't i want to say like 2013 and ever since he made that joke they've just been going at him non-stop it's yeah it it was he wrote the joke in 2010 and he ended up uh it was just a giant mess because he had to give them uh like thirty thousand dollars and then they they went to like the like supreme court and they he ended up winning his case and it, people were all like all right it's settled he won that's it and this week they sued him for this time three hundred and seventy two thousand dollars for uh basically the same thing i think it was a bit different and yeah it's just like wanted to, to talk about so wait, it because i thought it was really stupid didn't didn't his didn't it get ruled that it wasn't so like, all right so how, uh, how, how did he get sued hold on. <laughs> uh i i don't remember what the, the exact same words were but it's like uh hold on i'm gonna i'm gonna need to pull out google translate because i don't i don't remember the words uh was the kid's uh, name so uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right Jeremy G Gabriel yeah. yeah yeah that's him and uh okay there's so there's I know one of the lawsuits was for defamation and the other one was for another thing that I don't remember what it I don't was know about, I don't know about defamation <laughs> yeah well that's, I don't think that's you the can thing yeah I don't think you can defame someone's character by making a joke you can certainly discriminate. That's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> that, it, 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 I, that, it was something that like probably... that, yeah. Um, okay. I, I, I think the first lawsuit was that, like, they were saying that he was making fun of, uh, you know, people with disabilities. And, uh, oh. which was not the case. He was making fun of, like, how much, uh, how much his parents wanted him to be in the media. That was basically the joke. And, uh, Anyway, that's just I, I've seen a lot of like comedians, even comedians in the U.S. talking about that. And uh, he he went to the, he actually went to the Joe Rogan podcast, and that's like the only episode that I ever cared mm. to watch. Uh, and uh, <laughs> it's oh, that's a that's another topic of what's been going on. Is everything oh. with Joe Rogan and Spotify? Oh yeah, so, dude. Yeah. yeah. So th we'll we'll do this quick cuz it's not really that like crazy. Or like, you know, there isn't a whole lot to say mm -hmm. about it really. Um well, but yeah, so that's main for, yeah. for those who don't know, uh Joe Rogan who, you know, or last year got or a couple years ago now got that huge Spotify exclusivity deal for his podcast. Uh ever since COVID started, he's been kind of uh you know, he's been saying some 
just some like really bad takes about the vaccine and everything that even some of his guests have uh, have called him out on. Uh, but so some uh, some music artists now have started pulling their music uh, from Spotify uh, in protest of Joe Rogan saying yeah. these things. Um, and if I'm being honest, I think it might be a little extreme. I don't, I don't really, I, I, it's, it's one man's opinion. And yes, his opinion is listened to a lot, but in reality, yeah. talking purely, yeah. just purely in reality. Yeah. Have you ever met a person who takes Joe Rogan's opinion seriously? I have not. And that might just be the people I hang around with. Maybe I hang around with, um, you know, pretty level-headed no. people, but I have never I have never met you know, a person. Well, you know what? That, there actually are a what? lot of people who take his opinion seriously, and they're not the type of people that you want to listen to seriously. That's the main okay, thing. Okay, yeah. That, like, that too. Anti-vax, and I guess, anti-vaxxers and COVID deniers, all these people, they love Joe Rogan. That, that's the main <laughs> oh, of thing course they do. That. Of course they do. Okay, um, here's, here's the other thing, though. And here's, what, the, here's the side of the argument that I can understand why they're going so hard at Spotify for this. is because... I suppose in a certain way you could look at it by the fact that Spotify is giving him money that they endorse what he's saying. I don't entirely think that's true. Mm. I think Spotify is giving him money because he's popular and he makes them money. Yeah. I don't think what he ever said had anything to do with it. But well, yeah. uh, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy situation. A lot of artists have started to pull out like a few pretty big ones like Neil Young. Um, and I... I really have no, I guess, like, I I don't know what the word is. I don't have any sides to like that I that I feel like I should take because yeah. I don't really, I don't feel that strongly about it. But I will say, I will say here, if if artists that I care about start doing that, mm-hmm. like if if people that I listen to on the regular start doing that, I will switch to Apple Music. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is the truth. Um, yeah, but. <laughs> But that is, it is just a very, very uh, crazy situation. Uh, well, and I guess to, yeah. to kind of close it out, um, if you're looking for a really funny clip, uh, watch the clip where Bill Burr talks to Joe Rogan about masks. He, uh, he calls him out mm-hmm. on Joe Rogan's really weird opinion or weird like uh, opinion about masks. <laughs> it's really, it's, yeah. pr- it's, it's really pretty funny. <laughs> but, um, hmm. Because Bill, well, Bill Burr is great. Mm-hmm. His podcast is great as yeah. well. But yeah. So well, just, to quickly, just to quickly give my opinion on that. Like, Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'd say there's a lot of reasons to for for um, some uh, artists to like be angry at Spotify. And there are a lot of reasons to like, put, you know, delete their music from Spotify. And I'm not sure that this is like, I mean, in my opinion, this really isn't the most like relevant thing not relevant but the most oh yeah no the biggest the biggest priority i'm in there's a there's a lot to be yeah go ahead i I think a lot of artists should do basically what they're doing right now just like protesting at spotify just so that they can get paid properly because holy shit spotify yes shit yeah it's bad like that's that's a whole other thing on its own like i i remember I have uh I have friends who like tried to put music on Spotify and they're just like I don't I don't think it's worth the trouble. Uh because it's like isn't it just it, I, I all I know is that it's just awful rates. <laughs> I 
Yeah, I'm not um, sure exactly what it is. I know, and I just know that like, I'm not making enough. Uh, I don't have enough people listening to to me on Spotify to like make it worth it. But yeah, not to not, not to make it. That's not what I meant to say. Not to uh, yeah, not get to, paid. Not to. I, I, I'm not being watched enough to like get paid, even if it was good rate. Because like, not exactly. Much yeah. No one listens to me, so that makes sense. But I've, I don't remember the. I, I know that I've heard of like how how some people got paid for certain songs. It was just fucking stupid. Just how little they were getting paid. <laughs> it really like, is weird. And then you've got people uh saying how it was it used to be better when there were cds and you got other people saying like oh stop complaining uh spotify is so much useful uh so much more useful and it's like yeah it it's better in a lot of ways to use spotify but when, uh, yeah like if you're an well, artist see, that's, you're getting paid so much less yeah as as the as a user i love spotify mm-hmm. i yeah, think same. it's i think it's a i think it's a great platform i use it for all of my music and it would be a pain in the ass to switch mm-hmm. but yeah. looking at as it looking at it as like someone else who you know creates things and understands you know you should probably you should get paid really well for your work uh looking at it that way i'm like damn this is this is awful yeah. <laughs> like oh, yeah. I, I hate what i see when i look at this mm-hmm. um but it's it's not even that a lot of other streaming platforms are that great either. They're just better than Spotify yeah. in terms of paying mm-hmm. artists. They're better, but that doesn't mean that they're great or anything. That's a good way to that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, the the issue the issue with Spotify is that all they care about is making money and like yeah. making sure that the company makes money. They don't care about the rest. Like and that's that's when it gets very uh, dangerous is when like you know because music just like uh, just like movies like music is an art as much as it is an industry and when you just start treating music as only an industry and nothing else then that's when I think it gets very dangerous and I think it gets very like gotta get careful with that because it's it's dangerous for like the artists and stuff like that. And right. Yeah. But then you could also make other arguments that like, you know, I've got my music on Spotify and if it was like, if we were selling an era of CDs, I'd never have like CDs with, with my music. Uh, but then again, I'm still not getting views anyway. So it doesn't really matter. I don't know. Uh, Well, you know, uh, if, if eventually when it does pop off like that, you know, mm-hmm. it'll it'll start to become a factor. That's you know, yeah, yeah, that's something to think. That's something to think about for the future. Yep. Um, yeah, that's kind of all I had to say really about like recent events and everything. So you know. Yeah. Uh, would you? Do you think we should uh, get into the uh, next next week's mu- movie movie? <laughs> ne- next week's music, yeah. Uh, Next week's music. I can't talk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've already prepared the list. So let me click oh, on okay. randomize and. All right. Next week's uh, movie will be oh. Mishima: A Life in Four Chapters. Oh, that is a very interesting one for our twentieth. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
should okay wait should we include yeah. patriotism uh, uh his uh his short yeah, film yeah. i'm i just yeah sure if i can find a place to watch it let me i'm see not sure something. where it is let me see something real quick i'm pretty i remember seeing it was on something um uh let me see something streaming Oh wait, I think it might all it might all be on YouTube. <laughs> oh. Yes, yes it is. It's the the criterion scan of it is on YouTube for free. Really? Uh, yeah. So that's wow. with, with English with English subs and everything. Uh, oh that's, wow. That's great. Um nice. but yeah. So um do you wanna do you think we should add that to the to the discussion? Yeah. For sure, yeah. Might as well. Alrighty. So next all week. Right, well. Next week, we mm -hmm. have uh, Mishima, A Life in Four Chapters, directed by Paul Schrader, and mm -hmm. Yukio Mishima's uh, Patriotism. Mm -hmm. So. Alrighty. Mm -hmm. I guess that uh, that will that will be all. Yep. Uh, for this week's episode of Movie Dude. So, thank mm -hmm. you all for listening. Uh, I hope you had a good time. Uh, and we will see you next week. Happy birthday to Solaris, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, have, a, have a good week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.